Extra Points is presented for the people by Caesars Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it. It must be 21 years or older. Hi, hello, and happy Thanksgiving, sports fans. Welcome to a brand new special episode of Extra Points. We're ready to roll. We're ready to talk about all the big college football rivalries going down over these next few days. And we'll talk about the greatest game of all, the game of life. And we'll do it with Eddie Spaghetti there, per usual, behind the glass and our pal. And we're keeping it just among the immediate family today. Me, Eddie Spaghetti. And the roastess with the mostess herself. She's taking a break. She's working on Thanksgiving week so she can flap her gums about sports. Be thankful for that, audience. It's Sarah Tiana. How are you? I'm good. I'm Happy good. How are you? Happy Thanksgiving to you. A lot are to you? be thankful for. I know. I know. Everybody does that kind of bit and it gets a little saccharine, but I'm going to allow you to, to be sincerely thankful if you want. I do want to ask you, though. What are you doing with the gang? You got your fellas there, Brockman and the little guy. Are you responsible for whipping the food up? You go out for food? How say you? Well, normally we have family come in or we go see family. But this year, um, my schedule would not allow that. So we are going to be home. And we were just going to order food in. And then we got invited to a his boss's house for Thanksgiving. So we were like, oh, okay, well, that'll be super fancy and they'll do all the cooking and the dishes. Ooh. So we'll just do that. Good celebrity showing up there? I have no idea who's going to be at Rich's house. Probably. I, li- I, I don't like know. The, I, I like the idea. Well, you're going to be there. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. so, yes, plus one in the celebrity department. Um, are you uh, ordering in? We're going, this is something we never do. We have uh, old Mo Damashek in town with us this uh, this holiday season, and we're going to go out for dinner in Pasadena. This is something I've always nice. been intrigued by. Mm-hmm. Um, but ordering in, like what were you going to do? Pizzas kind of thing or what? No, what they, bring make, in? they make Thanksgiving meals to go, even oh. at like Buca de Beppo and, you know, Ruth's Chris. So we were just going to put it in order and pick it up and then bring it home and eat it. No offense to the former in that equation, but I think you would have been better off going with the latter. Go yeah. with an Italian restaurant dropping yeah. off Thanksgiving dinner doesn't sound all that savory to me. Eddie Spaghetti, I, as we jump in, go oh, go ahead there. Oh, I was just going to say, like one year we went to the Vegas for Thanksgiving and did the buffets. <laughs> and that was amazing. Really? Because, yeah, they have like every possible side that you could want. Because really, it's I feel like Thanksgiving is really like a steakhouse. Like turkey is always good, ham is always good, but it's really the sides that are that what are what make the meal. And so, of course, that's true. Right. Having like this plethora of choices for sides and desserts is pretty awesome. Uh, spaghetti, where are you going to be? You're doing you do like the the fr- what do they call it? Friendsgiving, right? Friends, I do, do like Friendsgiving. Kind of on, yeah, I do Friendsgiving on the actual day. Don't fly back to New York. Uh, even if I did, I'd just be, well, beside the, the massive amount of money to spend to fly near Thanksgiving, but I'm traveling anyway to see other family. I actually really like my Los Angeles uh, Friendsgivings here. We have food the entire day, drinks the entire day, no weird conversations with your family. You're just watching football with friends, eating, drinking. It's actually great. Uh, big fan of it, and I got to bake my pies once we wrap up this podcast. All right, I'll let you go. I'll let you get to that. But so instead of weird conversations with your family, I know your friends out here, you'll have weird conversations with them because they're weirdos. Exactly like you. But what we do 
both will be intrigued by before the arrival of Thanksgiving. Eddie Spaghetti and I have some hash to be settled or oh. our hockey teams have some hash to settle <laughs> tonight. It is my favorite regular season hockey game. It always has been. It is a Pittsburgh tradition. I love the Thanksgiving Eve game from the Igloo now on the new joint. It's always great. And his rags are paying a visit there. So um, so that'll be a good one. Uh, shout out to everybody who is uh, is going to be there for that one. So where to go? I mean, that's a sports memory for me, Tiana, and, and one I hold dear. It's like that was always the game to get to. Um, mm-hmm. And um, what memories from your sports past um, – sort of uh, fill your heart with song. Do you want to go nice here or do you want to go more <laughs> of a, I, well, I, we get, I, I want to get that, but you know what? I'm sorry. I'm going to interrupt myself here before I even let you answer my question. I want to talk about something else that's very in the news right now. And I okay. just referred to Pittsburgh. I woke up on Tuesday morning to the news that after months of fans chanting fire Canada, which I thought was bizarre and and dorky as though the fans were going to chant a a coordinator out of town kind of thing. (laughs) thought it was very strange and narcissistic and all that. Um, Nevertheless, the Steelers offense was crummy. And so somebody played fall guy this week, offensive coordinator, Matt Canada gets fired and people rejoiced. Lay it on me. You're you're a more soulful soul than I am, you know. Is it wrong to be happy, especially Thanksgiving week, to see a guy lose his job if it makes your team better? No, I don't no. think it's wrong. You know, okay. it's not like he got fired and he's not going to get a paycheck for the rest of the year, right? Like, okay, that's, that's not true. how that works. Not in football, anyway. You know, like, if it's the mailman that gets fired, then it's like, yeah, that's not good, even if he was bad at delivering mail. But, like... You know, I think your team is what six and four right now. So, that's, well, that's kind of where, really why I shrug my shoulder. I'm like, how bad could it be? You know, are you really getting this worked up about everything, Yins? Like, whatever. They're six and four. They're not. If yeah. they, I would, I'd be with you, everybody. If the team had one win at this point, if we were watching Tommy DeVito under center. But instead, the Steelers are in the playoff mix. I'm not sure what the bellyache about here. Well, I mean, I think I think the bellyaching comes from uh, how much better you should be because you have so many incredible offensive weapons that are being underutilized. I mean, when you know, we're not Kenny Pickett doesn't even throw the ball to the second quarter sometimes. So it's it's very bizarre that you have and that's not going to help him either. Like, even if he's not good right now making him throw the ball and like getting him into the rhythm of the game and getting his timing down will help all of that. So like not, you know, we obviously don't want to force the ball and make mistakes, but you have to get him used to the time. It's like a whole second difference between college and pros. So I think, yeah, I, I don't think, think I would be right. upset. I, I mean, I feel like we're in a very similar position where we have all these incredible offensive players and no, somehow our wide receiver three and our tight end seven is getting the ball more than our first round draft picks. And you're like, what, mm. what, what is happening here? What, why are we doing, why aren't we using our best players? Yeah, I, I, I absolutely get you spiritually and I'm not being Pollyanna about, or maybe I am, uh, but I, I just, I can't get overly worked up. I mean, remember, and this is what I keep telling people in Pittsburgh is 
you understand that the Pittsburgh Pirates are in that same town. This is what you're getting upset about the the team that's six and four and going to the playoffs. You remember the Pirates, yeah. right? That's actual ineptitude. What do you what do you what's everybody looking at here? And obviously, I can see. I my I don't even need two eyes. I only need the one eye to look at what's happening and see that it stinks out there what they're doing offensively and it's unsatisfying and all the rest of it. Um, you mentioned though that I guess that is the fallback. Like I feel bad, you know. Also, I feel bad for you know people getting booed, especially if they're from the town. Like imagine again, we we had this conversation on minus three this week, um, but I you know I throw it to you, Tiana, like. It stings extra bad. Imagine, I'm glad for Tommy DeVito that he got mm-hmm. that win because then he's the fall guy. Like he's supposed to go out there and they expect him to lose and give the Giants a better draft pick, but he went. But like, imagine if you're Tommy DeVito from Jersey and all that kind of stuff. And now the Giants fans are booing you. That hurts extra worse. <laughs> that's a, that, 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 that's a, but and, I know they're making a lot of money doing it. It's like kind of the human kind of like, well, it's not that bad. They're still millionaires. Not Tommy DeVito in this case, though. Yeah, but I think Tommy DeVito now has like more games with two touchdown passes than Kenny Pickett. So like yes, that is like kind of frustrating, you know, has to be frustrating as a Steelers fan when you're like, we're good. Like we dropped it. You know, we have right. Pickens and Najee Harris and all these like studs. We have a great defense and the defense is keeping you in the game, but you can't score. So why can't you score? What's happening? I don't know. I was taken to task on the radio by our pals, our mutual pals, Randy (laughs) Bauman and Bill Crawford today. They're like, you can't you can't just uh, roll over and be like and shrug this one off. This is really dreadful to watch. And I said to them what I just said to you. Um, But, you know, we talked about an even larger you know, coach getting fired last week um, on minus three. And I'm curious for your thoughts on this. $76 million for Jimbo Fisher to have nothing to do with Texas A&M football ever again. That's how desperate they were. Would you take, I think $76 million is too. I'm going to go 7.6 million. (laughs) There, Tiana. $7.6 million, but you can never watch sports again. No. Not worth it. Really? Not I worth like it. I like where her head's at, Spaghetti. That's nice, don't you think? No way. It's not fair to... No, because Sarah deserves a full $76 because that's the question <laughs> we, we answered. Okay. Yeah, then... You that's, take, I think but you would take the 7.6, though. Uh, I think 7.6, you think about it more. Because I don't... Really? Seven, in this economy, in this world today, 7.6 million isn't like generational wealth, whereas like 76 million, you probably could turn that into that, in a sense. Hmm. Yeah, I think also like like what if my son ends up being in, in sports and an athlete and like I can't watch it with him or wow. I can't watch his games on TV because I can't watch sports anymore. Like, nah, not worth so it. So go up to 76 million then. OK, let's say he does grow up. And what if he plays for the Atlanta Braves? <laughs> but you have 76 million dollars. But that so, boy, you're putting a lot of pressure now, now I'm thinking about it. now the boys under a ton of pressure. To make it because like I turn my nose up at seventy six million dollars because you might make the Braves. You better make the Braves now <laughs> and become st- and sign a contract for at least seventy six million dollars, boy. Right. Yeah. I mean, I just think that like it's just such a big part of our family. Like for me to just have to leave the room every time sports is on, I would never be in the living room. <laughs> 
Boy, I like it's, I, it's I, see, I appreciate this because I was made to feel stupid by people on social media. They're like, what are you talking about? Who cares? Just watch movies, do what do whatever, get into music, whatever else. Which my response was, well, I already am. I still don't yeah. know that I would be able to make it without without sports, though. I mean, mm-hmm. I, all then it really is. And and by the way, I think I would end up taking the seventy six million dollars <laughs> because of, because I'm a great guy and I would secure yeah. the future of my children and their children and everything else. But it would be at the cost of truly living ever again. I would merely be surviving for the rest of my days without sports. All I have is the games that I look forward to tonight. Penguins and rags. Mm. Well, then this weekend, let's see if the Steelers can get back on track. Ooh, the playoffs are almost here. And so it goes. I would really, uh, really struggle. I already struggle to make my way through the world and bouncing off of other people. Imagine if I didn't have sports to fall back on. I would really be awkward in conversation. You know, imagine, <laughs> imagine me trying to have this con- this show with you and be like, I don't know what you're talking about because <laughs> I didn't get to watch the game. <laughs> And I would just try to keep steering it to TV shows and everything. Let me squeeze in a quick break here. You know, when the conversation turns stampers, I always go with my number one as Caesars. Let's talk about them a little bit, shall we? Tickets to the game, merch, meals at iconic restaurants, stays at Caesars Palace. All this can be yours when you bet with Caesars Sportsbook. Win or lose, every bet earns rewards credits, which you can redeem across the empire. Now, if you haven't started yet, register using this code. Listen up. Omaha full. The word Omaha and the word full. And then you place your first bet up to $1,250. If you win, great. If you keep those winnings, but if you lose, you'll get your stake back as a bonus bet. 21 and over only. Offer valid and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. New users and first $10 plus wager only. Must register with eligible promo code. Bet amount of qualifying wager. Returned only if wager is settled as a loss. Maximum bonus bet, $1,250. Bonus bet expires 14 days after receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start gambling problem. Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed through Horseshoe, Bossier City, and Harris, New Orleans. Massachusetts, call 1-800-327-5050 or visit GamblingHelplineMA.org. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Ohio, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or West Virginia, 1-800-GAMBLER.net, New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. 
D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right, let's talk about football though, shall we? I want to I want to hear your thoughts, Tiana, on really the bittersweet end of college football season proper mm. and it is now. I know that the you know, they you get the extra bite of the apple because of the conference title games and those are fun because obviously they project in they're the first basically the first um, round of the playoffs for college football is more or less what they are. But now we have rivalry week, which mm-hmm. is your favorite one. Were you, you, you nervous for the dogs at all against uh, the rambling wreck? Where, where's your head at <laughs> if you head into this one? Well, I mean, I do think that Haynes King is like a good quarterback, but he's proven me wrong um, for half the games this year. He started out really hot for Georgia Tech and like now he's just really cooled off. But I do think that Georgia Tech I don't, I don't look at it as a trap game and I not, but I do want us to finish the year strong. And I, I have every, um, all the confidence that we will, I think, I mean, obviously I'm excited for Oregon, Oregon state, and I'm very excited for, uh, Washington's game because I, I, I'm so happy that Washington is in the top four. I still think Florida state should be in there. I do not think that, but I think they will get in there once this or Ohio state, Michigan game pan pans out because as we know Ohio State and Michigan have not played anybody except for Penn State and who did Penn State beat that was ranked like Iowa I think they beat Iowa and like eh, is that really like what is Penn State's strength to say that they should even be a ranked team like it's very bizarre to me so I think they really- provide they're 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 the they're the perennial evidence of the actual heavyweight teams that they have a quality win that they go like we beat Penn state and that counts as a quality win. But of course, if Jimmy Franklin's coaching the big game, they're destined to lose it. So it is a fraudulent sort of victory to point at and say, see, we've beaten somebody. Yeah, you're absolutely right. (laughs) They're just a weird team to compare that to. I mean, um, like I feel like Mizzou is a way tougher than somebody like Penn state and, and Louisville. And like, anyway, so, um, I don't think Ohio State or I think one of those teams is definitely not going to be in the top four after that game. Nor, what, nor what's your relationship? What's your relationship when you're going to Thanksgiving? Are you able to say outwardly, will you be nervous about saying, like, I hope Michigan loses Jim Harbaugh with this <laughs> uh, America's team jive is only fooling himself and probably not even himself with saying that he's just trolling America by saying that. Will you have conversations like that in a Michigan friendly environment? <laughs> I have no problem having a conversation like that. Okay. And, uh, you know, because I don't work for rich. <laughs> right, right. But 
you know, like, obviously I, I want him to be happy. It's not like I don't like Michigan fans. I just don't understand. I, I don't understand how either one of those teams is ranked. It's not like I love Ohio state better than Michigan. I like, I'm cheering for the asteroid, honestly, but, um, that's fair. They're both loathsome outfits at this point. And so yeah. that's, you know, and I, I don't say that just because I'm an Indiana Hoosier grad. Um, I, I, I do think they both present as more or less unlikable programs. I think what really sucks about this whole scandal is that if Michigan loses this game, they have the ultimate excuse. And that is not something that we, hmm. you know, want. Uh, you know, like I want them to be able to win or lose with Harbaugh on the sidelines so that they don't have any sort of excuse. That's I think here's, here's Dave's hot take of the day about this game in particular is everybody's talking about Michigan. They're kind of off the hook. I think you're mm -hmm. exactly right. They, everybody wants Michigan to lose. I feel like I've, I thought like going into at the start of the week, I thought, I think they're, not just Ann Arbor faithful, but I felt like there was some buzz that Jim Harbaugh and Michigan kids are getting a raw deal here. Ergo, I hope they take care of Ohio State. I now have realized that everybody wants Ohio State to, to beat them um, <laughs> here, which then adds up to what I talk about, you know, fairly often, the curse of Sposta. There's already pressure on big time programs to win big time games, especially against their arch rival. Now you add the extra layer of, hey, Ryan Day, you know, the the guy who keeps beating you, he's not even going to be on the sideline. If you were ever going to beat Michigan, you better do it this week. This yeah. has to be the one you get. So he's now suffering with the extra weight of the curse of Sposa on his shoulders. How say you? Yeah, I agree with that. I think it's insane that he's only lost, what, like six games? I think he's 54 and six since he started there. And his job is on the line because yes. he hasn't beaten Michigan, which is, you know, I totally get as someone who hates Florida. Like if we couldn't get past Florida, I'd be like, get this guy out of here. You know what I mean? So you agree so, with that kind of mentality? Because I, I always laugh yes. at the 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 reason I always point as Army Navy is my favorite is because that's the only game where it's actually true when the both sides say like we don't care for zero and ten as long as we beat the arch rival. Like pit you hear Auburn and Bama people say stuff like that glibly. It's like well, obviously that's not true. You wouldn't be happy in Tuscaloosa if right now you were three and 10 going into this game, you'd be sick. You wouldn't care if you beat Auburn, you'd be calling for Nick Saban's head. And I think that's right. kind of, but, but I take your point here that yes, this is crazy. I mean, ask Lloyd Carr on the other side of things, if you can be successful, but if you don't beat the rival, people are going to want you out of town. So you abide by that as a Georgia fan that I, losing to the arch rival offsets all the success. I mean, I understand it as a local okay. Georgia fan. I'm not saying I abide by it. I think he's a really good coach. I hope they win so that he stays there because I certainly don't know who else is going to come in and take the helm. And I don't know why Michigan fans are so loyal to Harbaugh anyway. Like he constantly holds them over the fire every year and threatens to go to the NFL. And it's mm -hmm. like, well, this guy's not even loyal to you. Why are you loyal to him? Uh, you know, he's That's not cooperating. Point with the NCAA and then everyone's like, Oh, what about the kids on the Michigan team? What about the kids on the teams that you guys cheated and beat? What about those kids? Does anybody care about them? Well, Does anybody care? The, the, 
why why are people why do you think they're beholden to Jim Harbaugh? It's as we've already discussed about other guys. It's because he keeps winning. That's why. It's exactly yeah. the reason why people would if Ryan Day loses this game, no matter how successful they've been otherwise, there will be a lot of people in the state of Ohio saying you got to get Ryan Day out of there. And if Jim Harbaugh wins again from his basement or wherever else he's watching this game, then people will say like, "Yeah, listen, we got to keep that weirdo." You know, people will be desperate to hold on to him like grim death if he beats them again. And they go to another final four here. Interesting. Yeah, but he's not staying. He's definitely going to the NFL next year. There's no way he's staying with all of this controversy. Like he has a couple different suspensions that he still has to hold. Like they still haven't even ruled on the other one. Have they? I don't know, but I I, I do agree with you that uh, I, I don't know if this is what you're getting at, but I think if Ohio State wins this one, if you go into Ann Arbor, as a man of justice, if Ohio State goes up there and beats them, I don't care if it's by one point or by 20, then you can't send Michigan to the final four as sort of problematic yeah. as they are otherwise. And then you mentioned Florida State, and that's another one like they they didn't do anything. They just lost the guy mm-hmm. who's most central to their success. So then do you, uh, you know, in terms of justice, do you send them there? I think they're not going to. I think they're looking for an excuse. I know the committee said this has nothing to do with Florida State, why drop why they're fifth and Washington jumped them. It's about another quality win for the Huskies. That's why they are past them, but Florida State's still gonna have a chance and everything else. I by hook or by crook. You watch, hear me now, believe me later. The Knowles are not gonna be there. They're gonna have to be a sequence of losses that would it that would get in the way for them to wind up there, even if they're unblemished. I just don't think that, you know, like spaghetti will get offended by me saying this. Notre Dame making the playoff. What was that spaghetti three years ago when they lost at home to DJU and Clemson? They did beat, they, they, no, they beat, they beat, they beat them, them but then and then lost to Trevor Lawrence when he came back. That's right. You were like, yeah, they they, they got to be in there. They, they've earned it, their resume, everything else. I argued against that. And I said, they're going to go because the committee wants to put Notre Dame on the big stage because that's good for ratings. They're not going to put Florida State in there with the backup QB. I just don't think they're going to do that. How say you? Do you agree well, with that cynicism, Tiana? Well, they still won the game after he, he got hurt. And. But you know they're not going to win the they're not going to win a playoff game against a high end team without without their. Well, I don't know. I haven't seen this the new quarterback play. I mean, is this a Tua Tagovailoa and a Jalen Hurts situation where the backup's just as good? And a lot of times you're just waiting. Like Jake Fromm took us to, you know, a national, you know, the the Rose Bowl, and he was, you know, was the backup the whole year for Georgia. I guess that's true. I I forget my own. Uh, my own nonsense sometimes, unlike the NFL, where it's like, oh, yeah. the franchise guy went down. Well, the season's over. The backup ain't going to be able to do anything. When you're talking about the really high pedigree teams, they they are five deep at every position. The next kid that comes in won't have the same experience, but is the same high pedigree five star recruit. That's what happens at Bama and yeah. Georgia and Ohio State and otherwise. It's not the end of the world. Still, I don't think that they're that the committee, when they look at things, Unless the cookie crumbles really badly for the other contenders, the other seven teams with one loss, I just think that they're going to look for a reason to get the Knowles out of there. Do you agree with that, Spaghetti, or no? Yeah, I mean, you, but you could already tell already that they're trying to. They bumped FSU on purpose, like the committee. That, right. This yeah, is the I'm weird pro, the weird problem that we have, where it's like the college football judges are like Joaquin Phoenix and the command uh, and and uh, uh, Gladiator, thumbs up, thumbs down. That's why it's it's not in total totally fair. Now, like FSU's backup quarterback is still pretty good because he's playing quarterback at Florida State. Um, but I I think especially if 
if Washington stays undefeated, Oregon, yeah, they're going to just want to put like the guy, Bo Nix, who may win the Heisman in. I could see them bouncing them out just because of yeah. uh, their, their pro rating, what they, that their, their ceiling is low. That's basically why they want to remove them. But wouldn't it be cool? <laughs> and I do agree that, that it would make sense to put Bo Nix in because he is having a stellar year at the age of 28. And like, I do. But if this Tate Rodemaker guy, who's the backup quarterback at Florida State, who, by the way, I just looked at that 13 to 23 for 217 yards and two touchdowns in the three quarters after Jordan Travis went down. Right. That ain't nothing. Cold off the bench, right? That ain't nothing. And now he's had a week to prepare against Florida. And if he's lights out, like, what makes you feel like this team can't be in the top? I, I, I don't see it. We're all going to find out in the Florida game this weekend, but I think it'd be pretty cool. Wouldn't the Rodemaker. dream, though, don't you know deep down that the committee's dream would be yeah. to satisfy network partners and everything would be to put the two best Big Ten teams and the two best SEC teams in there and and be like, well, that's the way it went. What would, it, would you want us to do? They don't want to have to just. But, you know, Texas as a brand, I'm surprised that they're as far down and that their odds are like, I think, at 14 percent of things breaking so that they wind up in the final four. I'm almost surprised by that. Um, let's, you know what, let's pick it here. And, and while we go here with these big rivalry games, I'm curious, Tiana, if there's one that you, what the prize that you get that would please you the most, like the victory bell game, UCLA, USC, shout out to Dave Damashek, mm -hmm. Pete Carroll and Rick Neuheisel, by the way, for 2008, we agreed the three of us that they would go back to both wearing their home jerseys again. And I think our eyes are better for it. So congratulations to everybody there. You get the victory bell. If Indiana and Purdue, the winner of that one, you get uh, you get the the oaken bucket. It's pretty nice. I don't think there's much to do with it, though, is the problem. You could get a brass spittoon. Um, that's one prize. You can get an axe. You can, you know, any of these prizes appeal to you. For what? Well, I don't understand your question. I You're don't either, really. I'm just thinking they give away stupid prizes. A yeah, gift for winning the rivalry game. Yeah, I don't know. Oh. Would you want any of them as a bobble on your uh, on your mantle this holiday season? Yeah, I mean, I'd want. I definitely want a spittoon. Yeah, would you? A spittoon is fun. That'd be neat yeah. to take over to to uh, to the mansion um, <laughs> for for Thanksgiving. Like, I don't know if anybody needs a spittoon, but I have one. If you do, you have one. Oh, oh, you're saying? No, I I'm have saying one you. I'm, I'm imagining you walking into a fancy Thanksgiving. Shindy, you know, that would like be I brought very my Georgia spittoon. Me. Yeah, I brought some bourbon and a spittoon. That's what I brought to the party. And these um, are just the things I need to survive. All right. So let's go through them then. I guess let's go Ohio State, Michigan. At the time of this recording, the home team, the Wolverines, lay in three and a half, total 46. I'm not as intrigued by that total, although it does seem awfully low given the way these two teams shoot it out pretty much every time they hook up. However, yeah. I'm not as consumed by that. What do you think here? Michigan, Ohio State, UM minus three and a half. Tiana, choose. UM minus three and a half? Mm -hmm. I'm taking Ohio State in that game. We park our cars in the same garage. Spaghetti. I'm taking Ohio State in that game. Oh, I'm taking Michigan. Better quarterback, home game, um, Ohio State, too many close calls. They should have dropped the game Notre Dame. I, mean, I feel like there's been two or three other games where they've been trailing at halftime or they have to find a way to come back. Uh, I know the defense doesn't give up big plays, but Michigan doesn't need to give up big plays. Ground game with Corum, I think they'll they'll find a steady way to, to win this game. 
Yeah, like I say, I think Ohio State weirdly has a ton of pressure on themselves. I do like, yeah, I know I'm, uh, you know, I, I keep referring back to that, but I do like McCord in big spots. He keeps coming through in big spots. That's not a fluke at some point. How about the Civil War, the Beavs paying a visit to Oregon for this one against the Ducks? Ducks obviously have to have this one to set up them playing the Huskies, presumably next week. Ducks laying 13 and a half. How say you, Tiana? So, by the way, total 61. Yeah, I saw the 61. I have 62 and a half, but I'll take. Hmm. I'll definitely take the over in that game, but I I would also take the Ducks minus 13 and a half. I think that's pretty good. No? I'm nervous about it because the Beavs are for real and they can Mm -hmm. grind you up. I mean, first of all, they're they're, um, stout defensively, but also the way they go at it there, that total is is high to me because of the way they can kind of grind you up and play the style of offense they want and just not have DJU sling the ball ideally and just have him as another weapon running the ball. Spaghetti, how say you? Oregon State's chance to make a splash was last week at home right. in the rain. Um, they didn't get it done. I actually think Oregon is a better or more complete team than Washington. Uh, you could look at that that game, Oregon versus Washington. They could have won that game, should have won that game, at least tied it. But it's uh, I, I am going to side with Oregon in this one. I do think Bo Nix, just you know, when you have a veteran presence, a quarterback, um, they've been pretty consistent all year. I, I like Oregon in this one. Are you rooting Tiana spiritually at this point? The Utes are giving 22 to the Colorado Buffaloes. Dion saying, like, kind of changing the way, what the standard is within the season of expectation and otherwise, and what's been proven this year and what will be in the future. And in the meantime, Shadur Sanders isn't feeling well right now. So we don't like, I mean, like, that's the info. He's he's not feeling well. We don't know if he's going to play. It kind of adds up like I wouldn't mind. Uh, maybe it makes me a, a a curmudgeon. I wouldn't mind seeing the Utes dominate this one. And just like uh, just oh. just for the bend of the earth effect of football right. season. That it was like, remember September with Deion Sanders? Like how long ago that all seemed now as garbage <sighs> as this team's turned out to be? Yeah. I mean, now they're in their head and they don't have the swagger that they came into the season with. Um of course, Shador doesn't feel good when you have an offensive line like that that uh, keeps you on your back <laughs> the whole game. I would say, yeah, you don't feel great. So, yeah, of course, I, I don't, I don't doubt that the Utes are going to dominate this game. They've been a good team all year, um, so for sure, I think the Utes are going <laughs> to take it. And I think all it means for us is that Shador is coming back next year and he's going to be better and they're going to recruit really well. I know they've lost some recruits due to all this um, loss of momentum, but I, you know, there's lots of great players out there. That's an interesting question that I'm sort of now stumbling into here that I'm sure people have debated already, but is as a father, Mm -hmm. is Dion doing right by Shador because I think, unless I, I correct me if, I've, if I'm misrepresenting anything, Spaghetti. I, Dion said two, three weeks ago, like, oh, no, Shador is not going to the NFL. I don't know if that would be the best move for Shador right now. Playing behind a lousy offensive line in 2024 does not set Shador Sanders up for anything good, right? I mean, like, the ideal would be if, if his old man weren't the head coach, he would 
perhaps transfer to set himself up one special season to, you know, put up huge numbers and all that. Right. Like the, the I weird think spot. It, yeah. I think Shador is definitely not going to the NFL. There's a better chance of, of Caleb Williams entering the transfer portal and playing for a different team I, than Shador going to the NFL. I kind of disagree with that though, because. Oh, really? Uh, well, I I think like you, no, I mean, it's you great. there would be enough. There would be enough tape to say, like, just throw on September 2023. Should there say highlights? And you'd be like, man, that guy's good. And he is um, he's a gunslinger who is an accurate passer who does his best work in the big spots in the fourth quarters and everything else. And then once you get him into the combine and pro day experience. I bet you he he would be intriguing enough in the QB obsessed NFL that he probably would wind up being a first round draft pick. But he's right. Spaghetti's at the way, bro. Oh, sorry. Good Tiana. Go ahead. No, I don't think he'd be a first round draft pick right now. And I think he would lose money by going into the NFL right now. I, I'm just saying, what, is he gonna is he gonna make money by going back to Colorado and playing behind a lousy line in 2024? We don't know what their O-line is going to be like in 24. That's clearly got to be their objective in the offseason. I'm skeptical of how many kids, given the way the last couple months have gone, are going to be anxious to go to Colorado. They may be signed on, and it's very easy to get out of those. It's not like that's a, a contract you're signing when you, you make a commitment to go to school. People, those kids are Let me ask you this. Not like, yeah, I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to change that. I'm going to go to Texas instead. Would you going. rather go to Colorado with Deion Sanders or Michigan with Harbaugh. Knowing. Uh, is it understood the they're going to be back or, or no? It's it sh- Harbaugh's like, I'm coming back. And then like, I'm going to serve out some suspension games in, during next year. Huh. And, you know, we don't know what other kind of scandals are going to come out and what else is going to happen and who else is going to be fired from that program based. You know, they dropped that lawsuit pretty fast which means was pretty telling. So I'm just saying, would you rather play for Dion or Harbaugh? Yeah, and Dion's got a mercurial quality where he could say whatever he wants. I wouldn't be surprised if he bounced somewhere else to the NFL. He says he's never going to do that. Okay, maybe not, you know, A&M kind of jobs. I think you're right that Harbaugh's going to bounce, though, too. I know this isn't the spirit of the question. I think I'd rather go to college. Although, you know what? Boulder would be fun, too. Big Ten football... Midwest, the whole town revolves around you. I'd like to go to Michigan. That's not really the spirit of what you're asking. Um, <laughs> no, but it's part of it. Part I think of it Michigan, is like where you I, I guess Michigan, because it's more of a known factory. And so if I want to, even if I don't have NFL aspirations, which I guess you would if you're going to either one of those schools, but even if you, you don't end up making it, I think it would be cool to be able to say, like, I played the Ohio State game. I played you know, all those big rivalries in front of a hundred thousand people, that's more dependable no matter who the coach is by the time I'm a junior than what's going on at Colorado. They're in the big 12. I'm desperate to play Baylor. I mean, what do I care? That's I definitely as a football fan would, I think go to Ann Arbor. I talked myself into that. I hope that was a satisfying answer. Spaghetti. 
I I'm kind of with Sarah on this. Well, in terms of Shador, it's like I I think it pays for him. Well, because college now literally does pay the athletes. So I mean, he could stay. That's number one. While he'll stay, and then why come in a draft class when you know that you're going to be behind Caleb Williams and Drake May no matter what? Plus, like all the other quarterbacks we've talked about, whether it's Knicks and Penix and McCarthy, they're all going to go ahead of him. So wait, you're you know playing on the season with your pops. Go get drafted another year, and you'll be at the top of the draft instead of middle or later in the draft. Plus, like I know the season's kind of got off the rails, but I, I'm not here to crush Dion in the, in Colorado because it was his year one. He did bring over some of his guys, but he hasn't really gone through a ton of, he hasn't gone through a full recruiting cycle yet. And, you know, when Gus Johnson was calling those games early on and they're finally packing out the stadium for the first time in seemingly forever, like it was sure. electric. There was a buzz. He kind of built this program. There is a, a positive buzz around it where I think it'll only help in the future. I don't think recruits are going, oh, they lost a tough game. Like their schedule was pretty tough for a not great team. And they did better than I thought in most games. So uh, I think people now are just, they're more appreciative and like more intrigued by the idea of Colorado than going, oh, they tailed off the end of the way. So I, I think Colorado is here to stay. I think it's interesting at least what it's going to look like, you know, over the next, you know, 10 to 12 months. Like, is that that yeah. you you couldn't have found anybody two months ago who'd be like, yeah, that thing's going to flop in Colorado. That thing with the right. that's a mirage. Everybody was convinced, boy, this guy's turning the sport on its ear and all yeah. the olds don't like it. And um, to be fair, he can't say, oh, I'm going to the NFL or I'm entertaining offers or. Or, uh, yeah, you know, Florida State is where I went to college. He can't do if you're focused on recruiting, like you're a politician on top of being a coach and you're constantly recruiting. You can't give you can't give any hints that you are thinking about another college or Texan A&M made an offer. You can't do any of that. You you recognize Jackson State as your school. You do not say Florida State because you don't want to give Florida State any press. You want players to not go to Florida State. You want them to come to Colorado. Um, yeah, that's exactly right. Yes. Some of the leverage that he has is ironically taken away by being the head mm -hmm. coach, being the central figure, right? He can't be sort of, uh, mercurial. And like I said already, he can't be that guy. He's got to be the stable one. Okay. So Bam and Auburn, let's assume Bam is going to take care <laughs> of business in that one. I'm curious then let's, uh, Cliff's notes it. What does it look like? Final four. Before all these rivalry games, project ahead, Sarah Tiana, what is the final four going to be? Oh, yeah, and I mean, I assume think that the Huskies take care of Wazoo to set up Oregon. If we're being optimistic that the Ducks handle the Beavs, that everything goes chalk this week, which it won't. But if it did, or maybe you want to impart us with some like, oh, that's the upset that's going to disrupt everything. Michigan, Ohio State, Georgia, and Bama. Go on. Tell us what you think. Man, I think, oh gosh, I think it's going to be Georgia, Ohio State, Washington, and Florida State. That's because that's what I want it to be. So, okay. That's a reason I'm taking those four. Eddie Spaghetti, go ahead. Georgia's a lock. Um, I'm starting with Michigan, so they'll get it. And then, I mean, I hit this is a lame answer. I guess it's going to be one of Oregon and Washington. And then I just, I wish I had a better picture of the, of the, what, like, does the committee want 
the you can, yes, Oregon and Washington are gonna are better than Florida State without Jordan Travis. But the question is, does the committee obviously we talked about it before? Do you want to put in the, the undefeated team just because they're undefeated? You want to put the better team in? Uh, obviously, if Oregon loses, then there's no shot for them. That means that either a Bama or a Texas come in. So uh, this is me. I'm really prolonging this. Uh, I'm gonna go. I think Oregon makes it. And I think the uh, I think they'll put Florida State in because they don't want the backlash of why are you keeping out an undefeated team just because of the quarterback. I think they just want to uh, put out any fires in that regard. Here's what I think. I think that the committee, while there's no momentum for it right now, nobody is talking about Alabama, but they have very quietly <laughs> after the Texas loss snapped off and Milrose playing great and they're still Bama mm-hmm. and they're still Gotten much better. Same. If they beat Georgia, if they could beat them, and I think they could beat Georgia, mm-hmm. it's not you know the dogs are not some electric bunch like like they were the last couple of years. They're very obviously best team in the land. I think obviously Oregon or Washington's going to go away, and I wouldn't be surprised if Oregon beats Washington. In fact, I think if we get that rematch, Oregon is going to win that game, and if we get that. I think they're going to leave the Pac-12 out. I think the committee doesn't want to celebrate the Pac-12, period. One, I think Florida State's not going to make it. I could absolutely see them sending Ohio State and Michigan and Bama and Georgia to the national championship (laughs) to the dissatisfaction of everybody. But the thing that kind of gets in the way is the Texas Longhorns. If the Longhorns who beat Mm. Bama... I just think there's going to be so much momentum if Saban beats the team that has not lost a game in how many years in Georgia head to head in that SEC title game. There will be a groundswell. You got to put Saban in there. What? Because he stumbled in September in a game with a quarterback and an unknown. Look how they've righted the ship. People will talk themselves into that just as the committee will talk themselves out of Florida State for various reasons that all ultimately really and truly are about like, well, they don't have their best player. We don't want to put them on national TV here when we have Bama there for the taking. Right. Well, I definitely think that Alabama is. Yeah, that's interesting. And you're also saying this is after week 15. I thought you meant after this weekend. So that's. Different no, I mean, what is where it's going to land? Where it's going to land? I mean, yeah, I, I anything can happen in any game. Anything can happen. Somebody can get hurt. Something can happen. I also think Alabama when they, if Texas and Alabama played again, I don't think Texas wins that game. I think Milro uh, was not that great in early in the season, and he got better. The same way that I believe Carson Beck has gotten way better this year. Mm-hmm. And and at the beginning of our season, we were also really missing Lab McConkey. And then we and then we lost Brock Bowers for a little bit. And now that we have everybody back, minus Dumas Johnson, who I think we really are desperately missing on the defense. If we can get him healthy and into that SEC championship game, I think I think we for sure beat Alabama in that game. But you know. It's very possible. I think you're very right that it's very possible that we could have two Big Ten, two SEC. Like the re- the reason I will uh, devil's damn check that is that it would be so ugly. Except that this is the last time we were seeing a Final Four anyway. So like it's like we can't yeah. continue like this. Yeah, you could just go say like, hey, great news. We're not going to. We're going twelve teams anyway. So don't worry about it. I could see them justifying that to themselves. But if Ohio State beats Michigan. 
I think they would love to leave Jim Harbaugh out. I think they would like an excuse, yeah. not that be, to your point, like we don't even know where everything, where all the dust is going to settle. If he loses that game and they don't make the tournament, we'll hear that he's going to the NFL sooner rather than later. We won't even make it to the first final four weekend before Harbaugh is already attached to the Chargers, Bears, or another NFL team. But they'll be playing again in that championship game, right? They'll play basically. Like Do who they is turn been... around and play it? Are they going to put their, are those? Two weeks oh, in a row. Spaghetti, yeah. that's not the way it's, it's not the breaking, 15th. is it? It's Iowa, right? Uh, yeah, there has, oh, it is another... Iowa TVD. Yeah. So it must think, be think, Iowa they, and the winner think... of this game. So that does nothing for the victor. And then Michigan, right, if Michigan wins, I'm saying if they lose to Ohio State, that I think the NCAA will be like, that's it. Go away, Jim Harbaugh. And yeah. we're not going to entertain you making the playoff and he'll bellyache and he'll then have one more chip to say, see, the NCAA is giving <laughs> us a raw deal. I, You know what? For the program's sake, I think I have to step away. I think it's better yeah. as, a, as, a, yeah. as a Michigan man. I don't want to be the reason that the Wolverines get dragged down going forward. I'm out. I think he'll do something like that. But if they win, then mm -hmm. it becomes interesting with what Texas does and what Bama does against Georgia and all of that for the reasons that I say. And now a quick break. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, listen, we've just given you a bunch of picks here. Let's go. We've gone way longer than I wanted to. Sarah Brown <laughs> is a busy person working real jobs here, and we're flapping our gums about this. I do want to hear, what are you thankful for in the world of sports? What's your favorite memory that you hold dear with family, friends, or otherwise there, Tiana? Well, I mean, I think my favorite memory is going to Braves games when I was really little, when nobody went to the games. Like, you'd have two extra tickets, you'd put them on your windshield, and you'd come back, and there'd be four like nobody went and, <laughs> you know, it was in Atlanta Fulton County stadium and they were just starting to get good. And it was like, that, that's to me, that's my greatest memory is, is, you know, now I love the Braves and I love being at the world series and I love seeing them for our big run, uh, in both in 95 and in 2021. But I think my greatest memories are in Fulton County stadium when we were just, starting to get good for the first time and mm -hmm. like that like relief of like oh my god i never thought this would happen happen so those are my best that's the that's best, best I, that's you're you're exactly right and it's yeah. it's the climb it's the journey not the mm -hmm. destination and all that kind of stuff that i talk about but it is absolutely true and it's why i am resentful of teams who have no history like the vegas golden <laughs> yeah. knights like when they went to the yeah. stanley cup final in their first year i'm like <laughs> 
you're not you 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 have a safety net, which is zero right. pain. Vegas fans, yeah. you can't you're not you're not worried. The only yeah. thing that can happen here is is good times. Like there there is no sorrow awaiting you if you don't win the Stanley Cup. You're a first time team. I like where your head's at. Yes, going through though when it's empty and you paid your dues. It's like finding a, an indie band that ain't popular yet, mm-hmm. and then they're playing an arena eight years later, and you're like, I was on this band when no yeah. one knew who they were, and I I saw them play in that <laughs> in, in that uh, crumb bum bar with eight. Yeah, a twenty seat bar. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, the that's best. Exactly right. Yeah. I like that memory. That's very. What nice. about you? Well, as I say, all the good, you know, this is the first sports season or sports year we've gone through the last few without uh, the old man. So obviously all the Thanksgiving watching the game, you know, everything, the Wednesday night game before Thanksgiving, that was a a standard uh, Mm -hmm. family outing for us there and, you know, playoffs upcoming and everything else and Turkey Bowl. So uh, me and uh, my two pals named Dave handled all comers at checker memorial stadium people from like the lacrosse team and the soccer teams and otherwise would come over and play us so, oh we'll, we'll be able to be no one did no one ever did <laughs> undefeated undefeated we, we retired undefeated champions in uh in turkey bowls and i'm looking forward to playing another turkey bowl with the little ones now it's an ongoing it's an annual thing i think this will be like year eight or nine for us so so looking forward to uh to getting that going there and uh Eddie Spaghetti, any sports memory you want to throw out here? I mean, all time is easily the uh, the giant Super Bowls. So just I'm thankful for celebrating with uh, my family. I was I remember crying on the floor because I didn't want to go to school if the Giants lost. Um, then the improbable happened. I guess a recent memory that I love too was I know you, you're going to mock me, Dave, because it wasn't that important of a game. And the, I mean, the Rangers didn't even win the Stanley Cup anyway. But that Artemi Panarin overtime goal with the Penguins. My parents are visiting me for my 30th birthday in my territory here in Los Angeles, so it was cool to celebrate with them out at a bar in uh, Marina del Rey. And my dad taking his shirt off. That was uh, that was a lot of fun. So I'll always forget that. I'll never forget that. <laughs> See, I'm such an empath. I was happy for Eddie Spaghetti. Because his guy cried or scored the goal. Um, Led to nothing, though. That's true. It did lead to nothing. And God willing, this Rangers team ain't going to do anything again because the Pittsburgh Penguins are going to vanquish them this time when they meet up again in spring. But that's for that's for future times. Right now, we're all together. We hope you're with uh, whoever is uh, most special in your life. Um, Sarah Tiana and her spittoon are going to be off celebrating <laughs> with uh, with fancy pants. You have a great time, Tiana. Thanks for making the time. As always, we appreciate everybody listening. Right, Tiana? Any final yeah. thoughts as we head out here? No. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. All right. Enjoy all the uh, rivalry games, NFL games we have for you. The 15-minute pregame show coming out on Friday, on Black Friday. Um, it's th- And we also have a Thanksgiving special available for you. Picking all those NFL games on Thanksgiving and Black Friday as well. So two editions of the pregame show available for you. Find those on social media, including on YouTube for Sarah Tiana, Eddie Spaghetti, everybody at the Extra Points Network. Happy Thanksgiving. Go eat lots of pie and stuffing and pie and more stuffing and drink lots of booze. Have a great time. We'll talk to you next week. Until then, thanks so much, sports fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven.
Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.